morning, welcome to the video. We've got a very special day today. Um, national champs in, in the house, and I wanna share with you what it takes to be a national champ. What does it take to be the number one at anything in life? How much work does it take to be the best in your field in the world or in the nation. You guys always talk about like, what does it take to become a Raider? What does it take to become Recon Marine? What does it take to be a Green Beret? Because not everybody can do it. And you, you know, you guys ask like, what's the tips, hacks, tricks, shortcuts? How can I do it? I don't think there are any. So we're gonna talk to this guy about what does it take to become the national champion of wrestling. The number one dude. Wrestling, Mark Ellis, nationally ranked wrestler out of Missouri. Ellis takes a shot. And a reshot for Rochelle. And a takedown for Ellis. Mark Ellis wins the bout. My dream was to be the best at whatever I did. So my dream was to be a national champion once I decided wrestling was what I wanted to do. Even even leading up to the national tournament, you got a state you, you, you got a, a stadium packed uh, of loud noises, and I'm the last match of the of the tournament um, at heavyweight, and the place is loud, and I'm nervous, and all the voices are coming in my head of why it's okay to lose. You don't have to. You 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 made it this far. Second place is good enough. So I remember being back un underneath the, the the seats and in the arena. And just telling myself, national champion, you can do this, um, you can win this, and and all these thoughts of self-doubt came in. And I remember running out on the stage on ESPN in front of lots of people. And I remember once I ran up the stairs on the stage, it, it just came to me: you're, you're not, you're not losing this match. You're not going to go off this stage um, a loser. Um, and it was surreal at that moment. Then I got a call from Zinkin Entertainment to come fight um, with the best agency in all of mixed martial arts. And I was in the MMA game, I was in the MMA world. It took me a long time to get my first fight. I was fighting with the, the best fighters uh, in, in the world. He's got it in. Oh, he's got it in tight. This is a crazy one. It wasn't uh, It wasn't locked up, you know, hand in hand, but now he's got the rear naked choke. It just could not fend off the beast. That is 6'3", 244-pound Mark Ellis. I mean, Mark Ellis is the Big Island when you talk about size of human... What's up, everybody? And uh, this is a pretty special day. We've got Mark Ellis here, who happens to be Miss Capper's cousin. So I want to know, one, like, let's give some dirt on Miss Capper as a kid before we start. Miss Capper as a kid... Uh, well, Miss Cap, so it's not really dirt, but Miss Capra was, um, I mean, basically part of the family. It was more like a sister um, growing up. So um, I have two other sisters. I'm the middle of two girls. And so um, we just basically threw another girl in there. So it was me in the middle of three girls um, getting picked on for a little while. And then um, um, then finally I got old enough and, and could fight back a little bit. But that's kinda, <laughs> you against three girls. Yeah, yeah that's so, kind of how it was. So is that how you became the national champs that's in it. wrestling? Fighting three girls. Fighting three girls. Yeah. So 
for those for those on the channel that don't know, you were the 2009 national champ in the NCAA wrestling, right? That's right. Yeah. No. So I won a national title uh, at the University of Missouri in 2009, and um, you know, it didn't start off that way. I was a messed up kid who uh, faced a lot of adversity, tried to quit multiple times, and uh, just, uh, man, super grateful for the people that God put in my life um, and just um, the coaches and, and the people that were there to encourage me. And, and really, I call them, um, really, anything in life, I think there's life givers and life takers. And so um, grateful that I was surrounded by a bunch of life givers and uh, that believed in me and, and yeah. helped me. Um, stick with it and ultimately win a national title. So, how old were you in 2009 when you when you won that? Maybe you know what was 21, 22. Okay, and when did you start wrestling? Six, <laughs> five or six years old. That's right. Yeah. So, how many years is that wrestling? That's my whole life. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. A lot of years. So, at six years old, you didn't wake up and and. Because, like walk into the the ring and was the best. No, you know what I mean. Like, were you? Did yeah. you just were you born the best wrestler no, in the in was, the nation? I was a, a little fat kid who who um, who got beat up a lot and uh, again tried to quit multiple times and uh, actually Miss Capra's brother. The Capras were really what drug me into wrestling. So yeah. it was her, her brother and and uh, my uncle, her dad. Um, Which Neil Neil's been on the channel. Okay, Neil, yeah, and he's so, and he's a handful. <laughs> yeah, so Neil, definitely a handful. But I wanted to be like Neil growing up. So it was Neil. Um, I'm not gonna say I want to be like him anymore. But I mean, there's a lot of good things about Neil. But Neil and and Allie's dad uh, got me into wrestling when I was when I was six years old. So definitely got beat up. I remember being in tennis shoes wrestling and and not even having the right gear and everything and just um, just growing up in the sport um, and. Uh, yeah, ultimately, like I said, six years old. It wasn't. It wasn't overnight. You know, like got beat up a lot, and then. So what is it? And this is this is where, I get a lot of this in the military. They're like, and I've talked about this, a lot. Like, people want to know, like, how did you do it? What are the tips? What are the? How did you train? What did you eat? What's the? What's the? What's the hack to be to being the national, the nat the national champ? Like, how do you? Yeah, what's the what's the shortcut? So so definitely no hack, no shortcut. Um, it's 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 you know consistency in anything that you do. It's consistent consistency. You got to continue to do things um, the right way over a long period of time, and ultimately you, you get you get a national you know a national champion. And and I'm sure it's the same thing um, in the military world. So it's it's um, it's it's putting the work in, putting the time in, and, and over time, you know, day after day over time. So what did you, you do? What was, what was your routine like over those? 10 plus years. Well, of I really think like this and the older I get the more I realize you got to simplify your your life. So it's it's you think of this you want to be a national champ. That's a long ways down the road, you know? So it's like that you can get overwhelmed by looking at that. And and reality it's it's day by day by day. So it's it's um, you know, sometimes you get off track. You eat the wrong foods, you know, you you miss a practice or or something like that, but it's it's getting back on the horse and 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 then making another good decision when you, when 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 you're faced with this meal or this meal, or when you're faced with, um, you know, do I do the extra sprint? Do I do the extra push-up in, in, at practice? Um, and, and like I said, you don't always do it, but then, you know, hopefully you get those convictions, and then you the next day you go back and do it, and over a long period of time, 
um, you become, you know, you you can be a national champ. Do you feel like those little things made the difference? One hundred percent. Like the one extra sprint, and then like doing things that you didn't feel like doing. Yeah, and when you force yourself to do those things, eventually you kind of want those things, and when you don't do them, you feel out of place. It feels weird. It feels awkward. So you ultimately then you start thinking. You you leave and you didn't do the extra sprint. And you're like, man, next tomorrow I'm I'm, I'm going to do it because I right. felt a lot better after doing the right thing yesterday so I think it's that and as you get older this is huge um, you know they say so wrestling is they say it's so much mental it's like well why do we only focus on the we, we basically only focus on the the physical part it's like when you realize there's a big mental component to this um, you start th- taking those things more seriously it's, it's surrounding yourself with people that are speaking right. the right things saying the right things believing in you you know and then it helps you start believing in yourself so it's it's um, it's that reading the right things, watching the right things, surrounding your, watching people who have been there, done that, and, and emulating those things. It's you can't just um, get there by um, by just only doing the physical. You got to mentally prepare yourself as well. I think it was I think it was Ali that told me something about the mental thing of you, and you can correct me if I'm if I'm saying this wrong. But did you actually like picture yourself winning that title? Yeah, so m- multiple times. I mean, it was all the time. It was, it was saying it though. So here's a a quick little story. So, in in 2000, I think it was 2009, my junior year of college. I remember being in study hall. I was I had to be in study hall all the time in college, and I'm there till nine, meeting with tutors, mentor, all these things, basically so that I could wrestle and win a national title. I had to do the school part. So I'm in there. It's late at night. And I get an email from my mom, and the email um, had a scanned note that I wrote when I think I was in fourth fourth grade or, or it might have even been before that because the writing was bad there might have been a misspelled word or, or, or two but it was it was na- national champion olympic gold medalist nfl all pro these are the things that were written on this this note that my from, mom's from, from the fourth grade from the fourth grade and so you, you know you get them sitting there in study hall and i get this email and i look at it, i'm like it's it's like wow i was saying these things i was i was seeing these things picturing myself doing these things when i was in fourth grade so it's like i didn't win a national title in fourth grade obviously right it was 2000 you know it was when i was 20 something years old right. so it's it's those things were said and pictured and thought about way think, beforehand yeah and i don't think people give enough credit to like the power of speaking things and then mentally i mean you hear that about olympic athletes right all the time they're like i picture myself on the podium receiving my gold medal. Yep. Like people I think I don't think we give that enough credit to you know like they d- almost like self-doubt. Right. If you if you can't picture yourself and that goes with anything uh, starting a business um, in sports, getting a gold medal, winning a national championship, having a million dollars in the bank. If you can't mentally picture that, if you can't have put that out there and then see yourself in that place you're never going to be in that place. That's good. Well, just like what you said a second ago, what's the shortcut? What's the hack? It's like we live in a world, and, and, and listen, I'm guilty sometimes too, but it's like you want a quick fix. You want the result right now, right away. You want, you want the answers. And when it doesn't happen, you're kind of like, okay, on to the next thing. And then it right. doesn't happen, on to the next thing. It's like what, what, what you're saying and what I've found to be true is it's consistency over, over a long period of time. So it's like you, you say these things early on, but it's like people give up on them when they don't get the result the next year. It's like, well, I'm not a national champ when I was in fifth or sixth grade. So it's like, oh, I don't want to wrestle. I'll go play another sport. I'll go do something else. But it's like when you do those things and you consistently say those, believe those, surround yourself with people that are saying those, believing those things with you, 
you know, like I said, then, then it's national title in 2009, many years after, but it was a long time of speaking, picturing, saying, writing down, water bottles in class, at national champ, notebooks when I'm supposed to be taking, <laughs> supposed to be taking notes, you know, national champ, national champ, all over. It's like, and you look back at all these things, it's like, holy, like, that's what I was talking about my whole life. And you know, that, and people are going to, the outside people, the people that are not in your circle are going to be like, are going to, are going to talk smack. Yeah. They're going to, they're going to be haters and they're going to be naysayers. And so how did you deal with that? Man, it's tough sometimes because not only do your words have power and people, you know, but, but people's words can, can, can build or destroy you as well. So number one, it's, I try to surround myself with people that actually <laughs> right. thought I could do it. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be around a bunch that of believed in you. Exactly. Yeah. A bunch of people who, who said I sucked. I mean, that, that makes no sense at all. And, um, you know, so it's, it's surrounding myself. Basically that's, I think that's the biggest thing. It's, you know, I'm a big believer in, uh, and, and I, a ton of people have said it, but Jim Rohn, I think, but you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. I, I've just seen it to be true so many times, uh, in my life. And I can look back and be like, well, you know, it was Ben, it was Michael, it was, Ch it, these are the people that are around me and there's all these people on the same, a similar mission. And, and then the result was kind of what they're doing. And, and, you know, I still see that now. It's like the people I hang out with, and it is crazy. My best friend almost that makes the exact same amount of money as me. You know, his family, his priorities are almost the exact same. He's got the same number of kids. I mean, it's crazy when you look at the people that you surround yourself with. It's, it's you go on a similar uh, path as them, and it's it just kind of happens because that's constantly what you guys are talking about doing together. Um, yeah, and so you are who you surround yourself. One hundred percent. Yeah. So okay, so you did that, but it hasn't always been successes. Like yeah. you've had some failures as well. Yeah. Um, how do you? How does one deal? Like, how does one deal with that kind of failure in that kind of at that level of professionalism? And that's a that's a tough question, and it's it's um, it's obviously you know, and I, I know you say it, you know, not quitting, not surrendering. It's it's not it's really not giving up, and it's a lot easier said than done. But again, there comes in who's who's around you. You know, there's multiple times when I was like, I'm, it's it, I'm done. There's no way I can be a national champ. You know, I lost to my own teammate the same year I won a national title. So we have a you have a wrestle off in wrestling. So right. you know, we got one of the top kids in the whole entire country that came to Missouri, um, and, and so everybody's like, oh, it's over. You're not, you know, you got the best kid in, in the whole country at all weights coming to the University of Missouri. It's over. It's you're, you're not. Mark Ellis's days are over as, as a and that actually when he came, that's when everything got elevated. And it was I lost to him in my own wrestle wrestle off. So if that guy goes and wrestles the seat, I'm not even in, on my team. You know, and so it's again, I was surrounded by somebody else in a similar situation that's like, we're not giving up, we're gonna keep pressing, you know, go to the next tournament. It's you know, there's hours. There was not an hour that I, I wasn't in that weight room. I was a smaller heavyweight, so to get bigger, I mean I, I tell people this. Ten PM, eleven PM, twelve, one. Two, three, four, five, a.m. all the way up. There's not an hour on a, on a clock that I was not in the weight room or the wrestling room in those five years at the University of Missouri. Not not one hour. I've seen every hour in that weight room at some point or another, and that's kind of crazy. Because that's when about. you had to fit it in. That's when I fit it in. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would, you know, I, I would. If you pull the door just right, you could break into the Hearn Center. It's, you know, and, and it's like <laughs> so. We knew me and my buddy. We knew how to get in there, and it's we would break into there, and we would while he was cutting weight. I'd go in and lit. I gotta get bigger. I gotta get bigger. I gotta get bigger. And, and and then I would sit in the room and picture myself. And now there's a painting on the wall, national champ. It's me up there, uh, you know. And, and I actually have the painting. The guy painted too. I have one at my house. But it's, it's. I picture myself on that wall, painted on that wall. Wait before it happened at 
1 a.m., 2 a.m., 3 a.m. That's the difference. You were breaking into the weight room to, get, right. to get greatness yeah. by saying, right. oh, the doors are shut. Oh, I'll go home and try again later. Right. That was exactly. No, it's like that was like I wanted to maybe want to get in there more because they're trying to lock me out, you know. And it's like a lot of people, oh, the door's jammed. I can't go rather than the door's locked and I'm going to break in, you know. So, so what did you do or who did, who did what when you lost to your teammate that year that had to been like, Nobody, barely anybody talked to me. My coaches, everybody, they just like, hey, you're gonna go to these tournaments with the backups, and you know, just keep, 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 keep going, keep going. This isn't, this is just the beginning, you know. And it, and then over time, how I got back in the lineup was we went to the same tournaments, and we both wrestled, and I would all, you know, I'd win all these tournaments, and he was placing lower, and eventually they're like, you know, because what happens is when you're, when you're, when you're you have a teammate, you wrestle each other and you learn each other's moves, all yeah. so that you can almost like game plan for that one person because you're training with them at 365 days a year. So um, to actually go and wrestle people that aren't training with me, you know, they could, uh, you know, they were able to see that I was I was going to win a national title. And they're like, all right, yeah, you're the guy. Um, you know, here's another adversity. So I get my spot back. They're like, yeah. okay, you're the guy. I win the Midlands Championships, which is a huge tournament in, in, uh, in Chicago. I win that. They're like, the spot's yours. And then I then my knee, my knee goes out. So I get my spot back. The same year. The same year. So, oh. I, so I, I lose my wrestle off. I'm not the starter. I, at least I think I'm not the starter. Then I get my fight back, get my spot back. Like, man, thank you, God. Like, I got my spot back. And then my knee goes out. And I'm, and I'm thinking, I got, I'm going to have to wrestle on this bum knee because if I go get surgery, they're going to give this – he's going to take my sp the spot back. Right. You know, we got two guys in the top five in the country on the same team. And so, um, anyways, again, it was – you know, old, I, I can't say all this without saying, you know, it's really trusting God, believing that, um, that God had a plan for my life. And regardless of the outcome, I was going to be a good teammate. I was going to be a good example, a good ambassador for Jesus, and, and I was still going to do those things, and and then the result. So ultimately, I can say I did all these things, but ultimately it was I was surrounded by an awesome group of people, and you know God had a plan for my life, and and now it's given me a platform to, to to do what I'm doing now. And so, uh, but I, I have surgery on my knee, and I think I lose my spot again. This guy gets the he goes he wrestles against Nebraska, he wrestles against Oklahoma, and he wins all these matches. So he's back in the top five, ranked in the country. So I got I got to seriously come back and get my spot back for the second time in the same year, which is just it's crazy to think about. And um, you know I had to be laser focused on national championships. But you're putting than, the work in. Yep, every day. Yeah. yeah, I mean rehab. They still say it's the fastest knee rehab, you know they've ever done it. You know the doctors ever done there. It was because I wanted to hurry up and get back to get my spot back because I don't want to lose it. And that's and that's something that I've said in the past. You and you mentioned it like you weren't looking at the national like even though you were visualizing it. But that wasn't your daily focus. Your daily focus was what was right in front of you, the matching right in front of you, the training session right in front of you. And people get so wrapped around, like they're looking at the mountain that they 100%. have to climb yep. and they're missing the steps that they have to take to, to get there. Yeah. Instead of just focusing on the That's one right. step in front of you so you can get up there. Because before you'll know it, you'll be there. Yep. But if you're not focusing on those daily, those little minuscule tasks of what you're putting in your mouth, tra missing training sessions, those sort of things, that's how you get there. Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. It's true. So what would you say, you know, you you're talking about um, somebody that's, I don't know, in their teen teenage years, young teens, and they're, you know, they're, they know you or they're, they're looking at so-and-so, whoever the greatest is now, whoever's out there that's, yeah. that's, that's, you know, setting records now. Um, what would you tell those kids? Who, who's your circle? You know, that, that, I think that's one of the top things you can do. Um, I mean, 
you were just saying there's so many of these things that you look at this mountain, I want to be a national champion. Um, so right now, today, who are you surrounding yourself with? Audit your circle. That's good. Audit your circle. And, and, and then you might, the, the tough thing might be you might have to kick some people out who you've been close to for a long time, but you got to kick them out and you got to put somebody else back in. So it's, it's who's on that similar mission, who has those similar goals, you know, because that will derail you the quickest. Um, so I, I'd say I'll just leave it at that. That's one of the biggest things, steps you can take right now. Because it's, it's one, that's one thing you could do today. It's, it's the extra little workout. It's waking up an hour earlier to, to, to start dwelling and reading on the right things. It's, it's waking up 30 minutes earlier and putting your shoes on and taking off, you know, 15 minutes out, 15 minutes back. It's, it's, those are little things you can do daily that are game changers. So what are you doing now? So, so now I'm, uh, I'm, I'm actually with uh, uh, FCA Wrestling, which is Fellowship of Christian Athletes Wrestling. So it's basically, you know, super grateful for what Jesus has done in my life, done for me. Super grateful for what the sport of wrestling has taught me. You basically throw those things together and, and then I got FCA Wrestling. And so it's um, um, just building up, serving coaches and athletes. Um, wrestling coaches and athletes uh, really in the Midwest region. So I'm the Midwest director for FCA wrestling, but really throughout the world. I mean, um, Ukraine, Azerbaijan, just different places that um, that we're trying to grow um, as well. You you became national champ and then you had a, a lots of opportunities to do a lot of different things over the years. What led you to uh, the FCA back in Missouri with your family? Like, what was that road, and why are you doing what you're doing now? Yeah, I just think it's – so what drove me to FCA, uh, FCA wrestling was this. It was – I was coaching. I coached college wrestling for, for about five years, and, and just um, – man, I, I, I know the struggle of being a coach. I know the time, that, the commitments, the, the traveling, competing, and, then, and then, the, uh, then right when that's over, it's you're back on the road recruiting, and, and I just know the influence of a coach. Um, you know, I still call, reach out to coaches that I had growing up, wrestling coaches, football coaches, and just they had a huge impact on my life. And so, um, you know, ultimately I think the coach is really the most influential person in, in, in our youth today um, outside the home. And so when I knew that FCA Wrestling was trying to go to the coach and uh, get the coach, you know, and then in that, in that way, once you get the coach, you're going to get way more athletes. And that just clicked to me. You know, I've had a lot of good coaches and a lot of bad coaches. And um, I just thought, man, if we can help and reach them, I just thought it was spot on with, with this ministry as far as, um, you know, and then the pinpoint specific to what the coach cares about. You know, the wrestling component is um, wrestling coaches, they care about wrestling. They're trying to win in wrestling. So it's like if you can be, rather than having, you know, a, a tennis player come and try to, like, reach out to a wrestling coach, it's sometimes the language isn't the same. And so yeah. it was like, hey, uh, I can use uh, – the things I've done in wrestling, and then I can also minister, uh, encourage, um, and serve wrestling coaches. It was spot on for me. So it's, a, it's a, like basically what I'm hearing is it's a measure of impact. You felt like you could have more of an impact doing this with more people than right. what you were doing in one, really in one team. Yeah, because I, I exactly. So I think it's a bigger picture thing, and it was you know I think coaches oftentimes think that things can only be done one way when really you know. Um, you know, family is really important to me. Um, I wanted to make sure that I leave a legacy for my kids. 
um, you know, I want to be the best. I always, I prayed it before I got married and I pray it now every night. I want to be the best husband, the best father that, that in the world. And so whatever that looks like, you know, it's, it's hard to compare, but I want to be the very best. And so it's like, when I think if I take care of that right and I'm an example of that, I think that will be contagious to coaches. Um, you know, and I think somebody's got to stand up and, and be that person in our culture and in our, in our community. So it's like if, if Mark Ellis was a national champion, but man, that guy loves his kids. Man, that guy loves his wife. Man, that guy um, is just a servant like to coaches, to, to people. And it's like, man, he's, he's, he's just a normal dude who just loves people. I just think that that, you know, um, I think people will, that will kind of catch. I've talked a lot about that on here uh, before is there's so much darkness and negativity in the world, but I promise you positivity wins every single time. Every time, man. Every single time. Yeah. And yeah, you're doing it. And, and the way that you just said it, as far as like being a family man and your husband, you know, being a husband, being a father, being a coach, being an ambassador for the sport, yeah. positivity wins overall. And then sometimes we get, even a, I imagine a coach too will get lost in the job. 100%. And they lose the fact that positivity will win out every single time. Yeah, and I'm guilty. I'm guilty as well. So I'm not saying that I have all the answers, but no, I, we all I are. Even watch yeah. your stuff, and it's it's um, it's the idea. It's the positivity, um, and, and it's it's doing things right. So many people, I think, get caught up in trying to have success in, in other realms. It's and and even ministry. You see people all the time. It's like well, all these people are hurting. I got to help all these people. I got to do all this stuff. It's like, well, hey, like if you don't help yourself first, if you don't take care of your, like if your wife hates you, then then how, then what does success, having success in the business world, what does that even matter? Because when right. you go home, she hates you. You know, if your kids don't want to be around you, they can't stand you, then what does it matter that you're winning national titles as a coach? It's like, so my- You're, you're alone you're with alone. your title. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah. that's congratulations and, and I hope you sleep well. But it's like, you got to take care of, you know, one before you can go to two, take care of one, two before you go to three. And it's like, right. I think it's a progression thing. And that's really what I've been convicted of and why I love FCA wrestling. And you've got, and you do basically like on your Instagram, you're giving out messages. Um, yeah. And I don't want to call them tips and tricks, but like you're giving advice sure. and you're, you're, you're trying to, uh, develop a culture in, in the younger generation that's, that's coming up behind you right yes. there. And then also on, on your own YouTube channel, which I'll link all this stuff below as well so you can find me.